It's the only podcast with two Major League Baseball All-Stars, Casey Kindle, Demetri Young, one four-time Stanley Cup champion and Darren McCarty, and a rock star who sometimes likes to hang out with us, Lars. What's going yeah. on, everybody? It is Thanksgiving and Survivor Series has come and gone. And for me, by the way, before we jump into our Survivor Series recap, I do want to say... I wish now with the network they would bring Survivor Series back on Thanksgiving night. That was yes. always the coolest thing. And, and when you think of of Survivor, let's let's start with this. First thing that pops in each one of your heads when I name a WWE pay-per-view, Survivor Series. What's the first thing that pops in your head? First thing that pops into my head right now is is you just introduce Lars as Somebody who wants to hang out every once in a while. You're talking about a rock star, dude. A special guest rock star. Yeah. Like, give him the call, correct. Uh, call him Ball. Just call him Ball, bro. Ball. That's Ball. That's our buddy Ball. <laughs> Anyways, first thing that pops in your head, Lars, when you think of Survivor Series. I love how you just like, just go like, yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, Thanksgiving, number one, and, and, uh, I just I, that's one of my favorite events of all time. I think I I agree. It's the main four. Uh, DMac. I I think what's you know fair here is that uh, I haven't really you know put as much stock into what I used to watch as classify as much because WrestleMania was really the number one, and until the WWE Network came and. YouTube and stuff like that to realize, you know, watching WCW matches and learning. Like I've, I'm in a rabbit hole during this COVID learning, getting educated. And I realized, you know, I'm, when it comes to some things like this, I may joke with you in that Dennis, but I really don't have that attachment because to me, Thanksgiving is football, especially here in Detroit. Cause the lions always played. So that was always dude, dude, you know, how hammered they'd be by frigging time. The Survivor Series, yeah, we get her going to like seven here. And I used when I used to drink, you know how it is. I mean, that's everywhere. So, so you know, it's interesting that you say that because I should put more stock in it. Because, like you said, it's really a wrestling major, so to speak. Well, you know, for myself, uh, both of you guys are right, or all three of you guys are right, because it's about football and the Survivor Series. It was huge to me because it was one of the one times a year that I'm like, hey, I'm on the couch. Right. I'm not going to get anything because of the holidays, obviously. And so uh, I used to love it. And yeah, you're right on that. Dennis, man, you are hot today. I don't want to brag. I do actually want to brag about how hot well, I've been. What, when I think about Thanksgiving, though, I think of watching like, you know, the Washington football club now <laughs> and the Cowboys. Right. And then you, that's the game that you would want to watch. Cause that was like, you know, the thing. Right. And then uh, survivor series that night. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you know, so you get your football fix in, and but then uh, being from Detroit, that's yeah, the early game and you're hammered, so you know, you yeah, four more <laughs> hours of drinking. So, but that makes sense. But Lars, that makes sense a lot demographically because on the west coast, your pay per views are a lot earlier and the games are a lot earlier in your day, so that makes a lot more sense. No, but but what it made me makes me realize is that there's something to it because. There's more to that scheduling and stuff like that. Like what you watch from where you are and maybe what you like. And that may go back to that territory. That is so true. And Lars, that is so true. Because when I came out here uh, in, to Kansas, you know, the time the time zone, 
or when I was in uh, Pennsylvania or wherever I was, it's different because you used to waking up at nine out where we're from California. Um, and what is it? Nine o'clock. And then you got the, so you got 10 o'clock game and one o'clock game. And right, right. it's weird. Cause now it's, it's, it's noon out here and then three 30 or whatever it is. So it, it is different. These guys are used to nothing but East coast time. That's for, true. I, I, yeah. And for me growing up as a kid in the early nineties, Survivor Series was one of those weeknight pay-per-views you didn't have school on the next day because pay-per-views were always on Sundays. You couldn't stay up too late or your parents just wouldn't get. My parents ordered maybe a handful of pay-per-views, mostly WCW stuff. Uh, Royal Rumble 92 might have been the first all uh, pay-per-view I ever saw. But every once in a while, I would talk them into a Thanksgiving Survivor Series because I could stay up late and I could watch it. And then you got that replay right afterwards. So... I'd end up watching it twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pay-per-view game. The whole thing now with the app and everything else, it's just like, I don't th- now just having the app, I haven't paid for a pay-per-view since I can, but that's a, but that's the brilliance. I think we brought that conversation because Dennis said, I think they're losing money. And I said, no, it's such a brilliant, it's what they should have done. They've run into the problem social media now with Twitch and cameos and Zelina Bay, like, and uh, you know, Alistair Black falls in, but they're falling into that. They got ahead of it on that aspect of how things change, right? Because absolutely, would you pay? Like, that's the brilliance. I look forward to setting my schedule to the pay per view. And then with that, I'm even thinking about, you know, buying a jersey or buying a T-shirt or whatever. With well, all af- the After things. Tyson knocked out Michael Spinks, I was not allowed to get pay-per-view uh, anymore. <laughs> and uh, so I had to go to my grandma to get the wrestling ones. Oh, my but dad that, was mad. But, but that's the brilliance now because we all used to swap tapes because you used to, you know, or because somebody either had the tapes or, you know, you'd watch the WrestleMania. Th- who, uh, if you didn't see it live, then you saw it like months later or – weekly wrap up so now it's just like Lars said with dealing with like social media and stuff it's just a different animal and it's how do you adjust properly to get the most most out of it well you know it's so funny because I think about Thanksgiving and a lot of the times I'm either and have been over the last 30 years traveling on that day or at the destination I need to be uh, you know the, the night before and then having Thanksgiving in Canada or wherever, you know, I don't know how many sports have kicked off on, Can- on Thanksgiving Day in Canada, like in Montreal, where it's just that, you know. Oh, Montreal. So that's in October. <laughs> that's Canada's <laughs> in October. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. right. So you get double dipped. You're like, whoa, turkey, 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 turkey. Here. I remember being in Montreal on Independence Day, watching that uh, Will, uh, uh, the, the movie, the, the science fiction movie, Independence Day mm-hmm. with Will. Oh, yeah. Will Smith. Listen, thank you. Um, you know, and being in Canada and, and walking out and there's like no celebrations and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm in Canada. So. Well, back to Survivor Series. Uh, it happened on Sunday. We didn't do anything Monday. We want to wait until we got as much of the group together as we can to kind of give a little. We're going to try as the shows go on. You're going to fans are going to notice a slight change in how we're doing the show. And I don't want to give too much away right now, but our our podcasts are going to start kind of merging towards just wrestling. We'll still have actors and comedians on as guests from time to time, but when we're doing shows, it's just strictly going to be wrestling. If you have a sports question for the guys, we'll answer it when we do Q&As and stuff like that. But when we have the group together, we we kind of just decided we get together to talk wrestling, 
we're we're tired of splitting our fan base because some sports fans don't like wrestling, some wrestling fans don't like sports. So we we're we're kind of not ditching sports, but it's going to be kind of in the background now, and we're going to be a primarily a wrestling podcast. You'll see it with the change of the the name of the show. It'll be wrestling with. We're dropping sports from it, and if we have a guest, it would be like wrestling with Lars or wrestling with DMAC or like this show is going to be titled Wrestling with Survivor Series. So that's kind I of – I kind of want to wrestle DMAC now that you mentioned it. You can – I can make Remember, that happen. Oh, let's do it. Old school. Couple <laughs> fucking – couple punk lead singers. You got a guitar, though. I don't carry a guitar. I got a mic stand that's shaped like a fucking axle. So it's fucking 60 pounds. I, can't, I, I, I just want to go golfing with you and have Dennis drive me around in the golf cart. Yeah, <laughs> All of us playing a tournament. Not, it's not as good as hey, it's not as good as it seems because oh, Mister Braggy Braggy, you know, uh, cigar man extraordinaire forgot his cigars. Oh, so that's not a good, you know. Well, he can ride with Dimitri because he wants to go to breakfast with him or something. Oh, like we that. can't do that with to Dimitri, bro. You get to ride with Dennis. I'll take care of Dimitri. We don't want to do that to. No, 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 no. I'm riding with you, D Mac. I'm riding with Larson. Right, there you go, can we Jack. stop fighting over me? Can we stop fighting over me and let's talk about Survivor We're fighting series. over who's going to run you over, bro. But that's an easy one. All of you. Mark. All of you. Mark. That's right. You know what? Mark. Mark Calf. That's your fucking wrestling name. Mark Calf. If we get. Mark, the- you want to know why the show hasn't done anything. <laughs> we can never even get to the wrestling. A- any- well- anyways. You, if, let's get the Survivor Series. We'll make fun of me being a mark a little bit later. The opening match, which was the pre-show, was the Crazy Battle Royal, which I love The Miz. And I know this show, we have mixed feelings, each one of us, on how we view The Miz, which we'll talk about here in a second. But it seems like anytime The Miz wins a Battle Royal, it's the same way where everybody thinks he gets thrown out. He hides under the ring or behind the ring. Then he goes and throws somebody else out, which, by the way, I'm glad Dominic Mysterio did not win that match. As much as I'm rooting for him to succeed in the WWE, it's too early for him. I want to see him struggle. I haven't seen that out of him yet. I I, I want them to build up that, you know, he's not going to make it, but he's against all odds. And I haven't felt like they've really done that right with him. But the Miz does that uh, rope-a-dope, throws him out, wins the Battle Royal. What did you guys think of it? Well, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. First off, um, to the fans, is there was a big old text uh, between all of us, text thing going on, and I dropped a, I love the Miz, and I like the Miz. He's all right. But I decided to drop a, uh, just trying to stir the pot. Oh, he's the greatest wrestler ever. And I don't think anybody took the the, the hook but or the bait. But, um, and I said, I think I even said I love his show. Uh, you know what? I, yeah, you did. He is, no he is, in, in my either, opinion, no he is somebody that plays a good bad guy. Is it a great bad guy, in my opinion? No. But he's always, he's like a snake. So, I mean, I'm glad he won it instead of Mysterio because something's going to happen with it. And is it going to be great? Probably not. But it's better with him doing it than uh, Mysterio, in my opinion. Lars? Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of The Miz. I mean, I've, you know, on a personal level, very gentleman, awesome person. As a character, I can't, I don't want my wrestlers to come from reality TV shows. I'm sorry. It just that I, I don't believe in that. 
I don't believe in them. And I have a hard time when they get so much TV time. I think it, that battle royal could have been given, that victory could have been given to so many other people. And the fact that it went to The Miz is pretty ridiculous because it's not like he needs any help. And I think it's like that kind of thinking, not that a bad a, a victory in that battle royal would have, you know, made the next, you know, Hulk Hogan or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, give it to somebody who um, maybe is coming up. Maybe it's not, a, a, you know, I agree. It, you know. Who, who do you have? Who do you have in mind? I mean, yes, there's a lot of guys that could have won it, but who, off the top of your head, who would you give it to? I mean, that's a good question, and, I, and I'm going to have to ponder that for a second, Jay. And I would like to get back and answer that. Gotcha. Um, but I, um, I, I guess I think that for at the moment, you know, the guy that I really want, I, I, come back to me on that, and I will give you, and I'll give you a reason why. Okay. <laughs> Mac. Here's the one thing, guys. You're forgetting something that's the most important thing. The storyline. No, yeah. no, no. We're dealing with the enter we're dealing with the enterprise. We're dealing right. with, with the Republic. We're dealing with WWE. Everything that you're saying about the storylines and about whatever, right? That we love in wrestling that is going on in AEW, TNA, New Japan, the things and some of the storylines that we get into with the WWE. But it's Impact. about making money, bro. It's about USA. It's about pumping the Miz on USA. Now he says, I'm Mr. USA. This is Vince getting his money in his pockets, getting back from COVID and whatever. You got to know what the why is to do what it is, which takes away from the wrestling or whatever it does. Like when you say whatever it is, I, I, every, it's week to week. It's like me being a Lions fan. And God bless you too. You had an unbelievable, um, uh, Vegas versus KC uh, football game, right? I I only yeah, wish that I, I was I only wish I was KC or, or or Vegas being a Lions fan. But I I watch WWE the same way I watch Lions football. Entertain me, and that's it that day. But I don't take <laughs> it seriously because it's Vince McMahon. That might be your problem, D Mac. <laughs> I I disagree no, with entertain you. Entertain me. No, because here's the thing. Now it's about the Miz because it's the push because his season just launched on USA. The Miz is pretty so, much like the Lions. <laughs> not really, bro. He's got his own USA TV show. I think that if you'd say anything out of anything, he's following Cena and The Rock, and the Miz is doing all right, even though I wouldn't push it like that. Agree, but, wanna, but at the same time, two little listen. girls, would you like to have somebody following you all around your house? No, listen, he's going to get paid. Don't get me wrong. We ain't talking about the what. I'm telling you why the things are that way. Because because as a fan, you're wrong. Because what should have happened is what Dimitri said. And if they really had their heads out of their asses, they'd have an Apollo Cruz push back way before. But you know they're not doing that. So I'd rather invest in the storylines. You know what I mean? Like I, I get it now. With I I'm going to start calling story. Stafford the Miz. Here, here's the yeah, thing. That's I what it's like. But that that could be right. That it's it's the show for the money and the Miz, the Miz has a stick. 
Dude, he's selling me some movies. He's hosting fucking Cannonball. Here's Dude, the thing. he's blowing his spot up. Here, here's the thing about that Battle Royal. I think that was just to throw everybody in that had nothing going on into a match. Didn't mean anything. It was on the pre-show. It didn't even really set the Miz up because it was on the pre-show. I think And the, the Miz. And the Miz. It sets the Miz up every time you hear the Miz. Like the it, same thing as when you hear wrestling with. But and I and I see I see your point, D. Like I, I get that he's got a TV show, a reality TV show, and and that's probably where he should just go and do full time, honestly. So right. because that's that's what he, that's. I mean, that's just my opinion. It's like you know, cool. you got, if it's if getting another reality TV show, and that's and that's what you've springboarded off of the wrestling thing to do. Go do it full time. Thank you for I, your time. And then, like you said, and I'm with Dimitri on this one in the text. Apollo would have been my pick. I mean, you're setting up uh, Lars Sullivan so oh, well. God, with- I hate that guy. Well, it is what it is. But my point is, it's like, I mean, you know, we share the same name. That's that's cool, whatever. Um, but my point is, is that, like, you know, you have all these sit-downs with Lars Sullivan ha- talking about how he's a freak and all this stuff. And, and, they're, they're, and it's like, and then... I don't know. It just seems like there's no there's no payoff, and it's like, what is your payoff to to promote Mrs. New reality TV show? Is to keep his 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 name in your mind? I don't know. Apollo, I think, was way more deserving than and should take a victory like that to show you know not only again what he's made of, but also that he's got this stamina and can he can handle these big boys, you know, in this dynamic of like you know hundred guys in there. I don't know. I just, I just think the psychology there was just all off. Well, I will say yeah. this, GMAC, your left hook is a thousand times better than his left hook. Well, listen, dude, John Morrison's first one out. Are you kidding me? That's why I love, I love Morrison, dude. And if he's first, first one out. I mean, I, I lost interest. I went, well, so I didn't really watch. This, how about this? How about have Miz and Morrison be the last two? Like that would make some sense. You know, that's yeah, some cool you know, throwback, like uh, what's going to happen? Are they going to break up now? Are they going to shake hands and they're going to, you know, I don't know. It's just, I think there's so many things they could have done with it. And I know that that's been done millions of times. I get it, but that would have been a little bit more interesting than the way that it is. One last question about this before we move on Dominic Mysterio. We don't really touch on him much. I don't have a super high opinion of him yet because I don't think they've built him up at least in my mind enough for me to care one way or another. Today, right now, predictions on his WWE career. Does does Dominic Mysterio ever make it past curtain jerker? Does he become a mid-carder? Because I can't see him in his size being a made inventor. But for me, his ceiling may be upper mid-carder at best. Do you know how Lars views Miz? Yes. I view Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio that way, but oh, probably a lot worse that's my gotcha answer i just don't know that why they didn't give uh dominic i didn't know i don't know why that ray wouldn't pass down that mask to him you know or something like that make that much more of a that was that's what would really would have really pulled put pulled my heartstrings mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and i understand it's a different day and age you know and, and it's like you don't really need that anymore but, I never even thought of that. That's actually that is really I mean, good. I mean, it's the family lineage, you know, and I think Dominic is talented, but I think that if 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 Dominic, I see, this is what I think. I think the only way we're truly going to see Dominic do exactly what he can do is in a completely different promotion. 
And then, and I think it's going to take about 10 years and then we can make this call. It's kind of like Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? It's like Cody now as like a 30 something is a lot more intimidating than he was as a 20 something. You know, the first time I actually really noticed him was when doing the Stardust deal and then putting him with his brother. That was, that was sick, you know, Mm -hmm. Stardust and gold dust. And then what that lasted, what, two, three hours. And then, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, but I think Dominic, like I really get out of like, he's, it's like his, his, his whole thing. He should be fighting, you know, what's his, not his dad. What, what is, um, let me ask you guys, if you guys want to, this might be a Dimitri question, but Lars, I think you're right there. What is the, the, the um, relationship, uh, Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio? Friends. Or is there just friends? Just so there's friends. no, there's no, re- husband, there's no, re- uncle. no, 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 they're just friends. You know, really close. I think they both were in AAA at some point when they were growing up. And I, I, I want to say Sin Cara was a part of race class, right? Ray taught a wrestling school for a short time, if I'm correct. But I, I may be talking out my ass on that one. That's the way they maybe should go. I'm just talking off right now. But that's the way they should go. Like, hey, maybe kind of like Cobra uh, 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 Kai. That, you know how? Wow. That's interesting. And maybe he goes with uh, Sankara. I don't know. I don't know. Every guy, every, every guy loves a good father and son heartstring story. And I think Lars hit on it about the mask where you could really have Ray really push his son to earn that mask. And his son takes a butt kicking after butt kicking after butt kicking. And then at the end where maybe he barely loses a match, but he shows his dad he deserves a mask. And you have that moment at WrestleMania where they're crying. Why not Sin Cara give him his mask? <laughs> maybe maybe it's common. I, if so, I, I would like to see him set it up a lot better than they are now. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to the, the, the main show now where it was Raw versus SmackDown, the men. Uh, AJ, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Riddle, Sheamus versus Kevin Owens. Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis. Wow. Uh, I, I at first when this match was over, I wanted to hate it, but the more I kind of chewed on it, the more I thought, all right. I didn't like the way the Raw men just just barrel rolled over SmackDown. I wish I they would have let SmackDown put up more of a fight. I I was not a fan of the Seth Rollins sacrificing himself move. I get it. But if if as a fan and I'm buying into this Messiah thing, sacrificing himself at Survivor Series didn't really make sense. But maybe I'm seeing it wrong. Well, does Seth have a baby coming? What doesn't Seth have a a, a baby coming or something like that? I, I, you might not see Seth for a while. Is my whole point. But you knew he was leaving. But here's the whole thing: is the way he went out. He went out sort of as a sacrifice. Because what's next? WrestleMania, right? Or tables, ladders, and chairs. Then WrestleMania. He'll be out for tables, ladders, and chairs. WrestleMania. It beats up the sacrifice because it it sets up what I got out of it, and I loved it. I'm in the middle when I when they when Strowman smoked them all, and it showed me that okay, Raw, which gives me more greater pause because I think that they're going to become the more dominant, which means that I think that McIntyre will eventually beat Reigns because the SmackDown world is falling apart and Roman can't pull it all sorted together like it should. And that was like the start of the fall of Rome and more. And, th- and then it goes back to what I brought up. Like I see a Sheamus 
McIntyre sort of because no one bails him out, but then he will, and then he'll turn again, and you know something like that. But I see more going on with Raw, and just they don't like it. Sees something like the different directions, and they're changing last minute and stuff like that. So, like you said, Lars Hart trying to follow it, they could do a heck of a better job. But that's what I saw that as sort of that Raw being taking the dominance and SmackDown falling. Yeah, and in the ratings. Yeah. So, okay, so a couple things about this match that I really enjoyed. Number one, Strowman went up huge for me. Like, I, I don't know why. I, 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 I love him. I can't help it. I love him. I don't know why. I just I have, love him. I love him too, bro. I love happened, him too. It, it, for some reason, I was like, I felt emotionally attached to him. I don't know why. It just happened. It was like organic. You know, it was like, I don't know. But so that happened for me there. Um, I liked the fact that it was a clean sweep. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I did like um, a lot of the aspects of it. I liked the fact that you know, Uso was the last guy there. Um, you know, there were so many things about that match that I truly, really liked. Um, as a fan, I'm totally entertained. But, you know, the one thing, like I said, that I that my take home was like Strowman went up. I don't know why. It just happened. Dennis, so. you're shaking your head over there. Why? For me, Braun Strowman is the most underdeveloped wrestler on that roster. There is so much Braun Strowman could be, but they've not developed that character. A man that size in his finishing move is is a is a running power slam. Come on, he should have some sort of monster move. They've not. They almost treat him like he's still part of the Wyatt family, just kind of the big guy in the background, and you don't have to do anything but have him rip off his mask and run over somebody. He's a main eventer. You've not really developed anything. One day he comes out in his Wyatt gear. Next day he looks like he's G.I. Joe. They don't even know what to do with him. He doesn't even have a, a look. And if they could just make those things click, he would have. He could be the face of the WWE. But for me, he's just, I hate to say it, he is a massive talent with such a lame gimmick right now. Well, that might be the case, and I think that's probably the the office in the back, and just it, absolutely. You know. So you, but I gotta say that there was something there. There was something so real about his. He's got great charisma. Um, you know, you get attracted. You watch him. You know what I mean? And I and I and I and I and I and I'm with you as far as the GI Joe thing. But you know, I'm in camo pants as we speak. I'm pretty much in them all day. So if you're gonna wear camo to the ring, there's a great chance. I'm going to be down for you. Guys, so. where did Lars go? He, he got up, and I didn't see him. He blended Maybe, maybe Freddie Prince Jr. is the one that's doing um, <laughs> Lars. Or, uh, not Lars uh, the the writing for Braun? No, I, I think he's been gone for years. But did did in, in DMAC, I guess I'll, I'll ask you this and lead in with your opinion on the match, but did anybody think Jay Uso was actually going to make a comeback? Because I watched that, and when he was the last one, I thought – he could pull this off. I mean, he's he's vying for, and that's what I love. Oh the, no, no, never, bro. No, you Dude, didn't. I, get... I I like the fact that they gave Owens his respect by him stunning everybody before he got knocked out. He went out and and with Jey Uso, the push he had, 
he had to be the last one, you know, going off the top. But there was no way. And I'm a bigger dude. I love Keith Lee. I love his fucking stick, his charisma, his swagger, his mic skills, the way that he smooth operates. Like, he is everything that he says he is. And plus, he's a great wrestler. Like, mm-hmm. he's strong as fuck, dude. Him and, like, you be throwing Otis around like that? That's a, that's yep. a couple kegs of beer, bro. Like, that's, like, I was just impressed. Like, you know, I I felt it going. I go, oh, okay, they're gonna be together. They're not, and it looks like that. But no, I don't even know who. If, if Seth Rollins was at the end alone, then I could see an upset happening. But everybody else was gonna gonna go down. Well, you know, when they when something I will say that when 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 Otis and uh, Keith were in the in the in the ring at that one point. I felt I, it was very reminiscent of a dusty flare kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Otis being more of the dusty kind of thing. And yeah. it seemed like Otis was trying to crack him up just yeah. with what he was doing. You know what I mean? And that was one thing that I, that I think kind of set the pace in a nice way because that next match, holy Lord. That's what we were going to get to. New Day versus the Street Profits. Match oh, of the night awesome. easily. Easily. He, I mean, everything... Awesome to the New Day kind of playing the hill role in this match where they did a lot of taunting. I mean, normally they were fun-loving and caring, but boy, they I I thought the Street Profits brought New Day to a whole different level in that ring. New Day, I, I think, are phenomenal talents. They're all amazing wrestlers, but I saw something in New Day in this match that I don't think I've seen in a year. Easily, and it seemed like they brought out the best. There was passion in that match. It knew. I I don't know if I could say enough great things. D Mac, oh, Jason, I love. Go ahead, Jay. I, I I have not watched Raw, but I did go to the spoilers and saw that the New Day beat him on Raw. I have not watched it. That's is that true? So they're they're, they're or who who they beat? Street Profits. No. No, Free Profits beat New Day, but yep. nobody lost the belts. The Hurt Business fought fought um, New Day yesterday on Raw. But here's the whole thing. Storyline was great because they worked Montez Ford's middle, middle, middle. Yep. So when he frog splats and he got up there, it was so real. Like the, these, What they've really done, Dennis, is I think that you really emotionally were invested in both sides of the match knowing – and. And out of character, Kofi doing, you know, taking the solo cup, you know, is sort of like, wow. It sort of gives them that sort of, because they got to get dirty or fighting the heat, heat, the hurt business, right? So it's sort of like they got to get the edge and Big E will come back and something. So um, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, match of the night for sure. I, 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 I clapped. Yeah, me too. Easily the match of the night for me. Uh, probably the one of the reasons besides the taker thing that I tuned in and really wanted to watch it as it was going down. And um, they looked like they were having so much fun in there and they were just playing off each other. It seemed to me like it was like four really good friends who have to now go into this ring and just have some fun and just and just play grab ass do some moves like, okay, we, we loosely got this match, but let's just go in there and see what happens. Let's just smack talk. Let's just, let's just feel each other out because this is kind of like, 
what it's all about for us. It's it's we're we're both gonna shine here. No one's got there's no egos, and you could tell that with the way the the new day was was doing their thing. They were trying to put to put those guys over. They were Absolutely. trying to take them to the next level, and I think that they did. I agree. And just you know, uh, it, it, to me, it was just it, the way that the, it was paced. Everything that went off the psychology, the grab assery. It was it was great. It was great. Yeah, how many makes me wonder? I'm like, you know, how many? It's like I always talk about, and and Lars and Jay, you can real relate to this too. Is that you can wish for all these moments, but you know, when it comes, you got to grasp that opportunity. So, how many times have these guys done this and thought about this in the past? And right then, we just got to finally see it at their best because they've done it so many times, and it was it was poetry. It was it was awesome to watch. Definitely. I, I couldn't have said better myself. It was poetry. It really was. It looked like every move was in sync. There there wasn't any uh, botches. It just looked like a clean wrestling match from top to bottom. Let's move on. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I, you know, it was entertaining. It was what we thought we were going to get out of Sami Zayn. I kind of thought that he was going to have a disqualification win. That was my prediction was Sami Zayn was going to win. I thought he might have goaded one of the Hurt Business into a DQ loss, but it didn't happen. I thought that what I was really impressed about was the whole thing. Um, I thought Bobby Lashley was incredible. Mm -hmm. I think Sami Zayn is the type of guy, you know, because he can do so much. he, he He can adapt to anybody's style. And I think, you know, a lot of that comes from, you know, wearing a mask for so long and um, not only bringing that kind of style, he can wrestle in so many different ways. But I, I loved the whole thing when he would just be out outside of the ring, just, you know, and there's four other dudes out there and he's just kind of like, bring it on kind of thing. Like, I, I just thought that the whole play with 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 the Hurt Business being there and him being kind of alone and then just, you know, t- t- saying that he was the people's champion in French before the match. <laughs> little, these little things that he does that I enjoy about him. But I, I'm a Bobby Lashley fan. I wasn't always, but, you know, this Hurt Business thing is literally the best thing. One of the best things I think that's happening in wrestling right now. Um, and I hope they kind of keep it them. They don't bring any more outside guys. It doesn't become like nation of domination and it's, or, you know, I hope that that solid core of those dudes stays the same. I, 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 I will say this until Sammy Zane gets his abs back. <laughs> I'm all for uh, Lashley. Unbelievable. Like, come on, man. That's like a, one of those ESPN things. I love it. I love it though because he's the real. Like I mean, it, and just his chirps too. You just know that guy. I I don't you need know? I don't need Sami Zayn to have abs. I need Sami Zayn to be Sami Zayn, that perfect antagonist. I mean, as much. I and that's get, fine, but I mean, get two or three. Is a couple, man. Yeah, I mean, come two on. Two or three. <laughs> 
shit. Let's move on. Reminds me of that beer commercial where the guy, the Boston Lager, where the guy takes the one and he goes, that's 12 bucks (laughs) plus mine. Yeah, sure. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Is there anything else on that match anybody wants to throw in before we move on? All right. Uh, Asuka versus Sasha Banks. I thought this might have been the letdown match for me. Usually when Asuka is in the ring, she puts on a, a great show. It was a good match, but I, I really was hoping this would be the match of the night. I, it's just something about Sasha Banks. I Now that she's away from Bailey, she kind of has gone back to just being bland Sasha Banks for me. I She has so much talent in the world, but I think alone it doesn't shine through the way it needs to. Asuka is just one of those characters. She doesn't need anybody else. I, I don't know, guys. How did you see this match? I agree, because you guys know how big of a fan I am of Asuka. But I, I agree with Dennis again, and it hurts me to yeah. say that. But I am such a huge Asuka fan that I was let down a little bit. Not because she lost, but yeah, because she lost. <laughs> but here, here, here's the thing, right? In that way, it's not really like the the NXT women's division, and you know, like even TNA, and the, like it, the storylines are so bland. You know, you look at even like even in like that wasn't the letdown match. The the women's uh, Raw SmackDown, like with Lana, like that was come on. I mean, that was just you ridiculous. saw it coming. I saw that a million. Oh, you know what? At, let Lars throw in on this uh, Sasha Banks. We'll go to the women's match next. Um, you know, I like Sasha. I think she's super talented. I, I, I like them both. I just, I, I wasn't very, I wasn't really, you know, I watched the match. I was kind of lackluster about it. I actually think I went up and took a bathroom break. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. The, the, I saw this coming a mile away for the women's uh, Survivor Series traditional match. The way they were like, don't tag Lana in, just she's going to stand here. For me, that told you right away what was going to happen was she was going to be the lone person. And I I thought she was going to get like an accidental win, you know, but and she did. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a letdown because I had zero expectations for this match to begin with. They moved people in and out. The women on each side just didn't do it for me. As far as excitability in the ring, I this was my bathroom break match. I You know, I, I enjoy watching Ruby Riot in any capacity. Well, here's the thing. The, the revamp of the Riot Squad is great. Her, her and Liv with their new and and her new uh, Ruby's haircut. She yep. looks more fit. They look more dangerous. They look, you know, you could tell. I, I like them as a team. They really like, you know, both of them, they got that stick. I agree with you. But the one thing is Bianca Belair. She's uber talented, dude. And it's just like when they ever use her, right? Because it's like she can do a lot of things that those guys can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think there were different and better matches to highlight some of these girls' talents. This wasn't it. This For me, this was that match that just set up a, a dumb storyline with Lana, which the whole storyline's being put through a table nine times straight. That that was really the basis of the storyline, and now she won. Well, they're not going to do anything with this. You know, at least on any of the other shows, 
they highlighted the winning teams. It was just like, all right, we're we're moving on. Maybe we won't see Lana on TV now for six months. Maybe she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do you think they're setting? Do you think they're setting Carmella up for a run? No, I don't. I, I wish with I could tax and stuff like that with her new look and whatever else. Or is it going to be like it could be like a one and done? You know, Sunday Monday thing, but I don't know. It just she just seems to be showing up a lot more at the you know more times that they're trying to give her a push back to me at least. It's the same thing with Lana and the same thing with any other female talent they've done over the last three or four Lana years. And Lana aren't the same, in but, my opinion. But the but the promos are. Remember when Lana came out did that whole dancing gimmick thing? I mean, they it's essentially the same promos over and over again. And look true. where very true. And look where yeah. Lana's been now. Nothing. So I, I don't think I don't know if they have the talent or the structure in place to utilize these talents, but they're not. All right. Let's move on. Uh Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Bragging rights on the line here, guys. This match surprised me. I, I thought this was going to be an okay match marred in uh People interfering left and right. I mean, we all were throwing names out on who was going to jump in. Randy Orton, Sheamus. It, it didn't happen. You only had one, which was great. They utilized that perfect. This match surprised me. I was very happy with this match. Lars? Yeah, you know, I'm not, a, uh, you know, I watched it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I'm not emotionally invested in either of those wrestlers. Really and- not? They're not I'm doing not, enough. I, I am right there with you. I, I mean, it's, it's. I love Roman Reigns with a shield. McIntyre, yeah, the dude's a monster. I mean, uh, Zane should check out <laughs> McIntyre. But I just, you know, I'm I, right there with you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. I'm. I'm emotionally invested in Drew McIntyre because I have Scottish descent. I get all that. I love what he's all about. He's the cat father. He loves cats. I love cats too. You know, it's like just different things. I I love all about the redemption story and all that shit. So I, and you know what, for him to lose like that, where that's fine because the interference and I thought it was a great match, you know, a lot of, a lot of different, Oh, okay. You know, they mixed it around. So it didn't take away from any other. Lars. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I, you know, I think they're technically very sound. They're, they're in the positions that they're in because they deserve it and they work there, work for it, and they, and they, they deserve it. I just, for some reason, just cannot. It's like they just remind me. It's just, it, I don't know. I just, I get, I don't know. It's like I just can't relate. I mean, I get the Scottish aspect. Maybe I got to look. I'm not Scottish, but I love Scotland, so maybe I got to you know, try to connect there. But even then, I mean, I don't like Seamus either, you know? So. Yeah. He's Celtic. He's Celtic. Well, what, it doesn't matter. (laughs) And and, I mean, it's, 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 I know that there's two different, I know there's big differences there, but um, I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I just, I can't. Well, let me ask you guys this. Let me throw this to you. What in your mind could they do with, let's start with Roman Reigns to make you turn the corner and maybe not like him because you're not meant to like him, but shave his head. Wow. I think they need to get him off SmackDown. 
dude, I would, I would do a total revamp on that dude. Like I would make him like a monster, like something happens to him traumatic and he comes back just insane. Put him I think in, he's got that in him. Put him in camouflage pants, maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> automatic. He sleeps in them. Come on. <laughs> I, I, you know what though? I have to disagree with you, Lars. I think this heel turn is perfect for him. Uh, I, I'm with you too. I mean, I think this moth, it's like a mafioso kind of trip. I get it. Like it's cool, but I, I just can't, I'm not there. What's going to happen when, or if Lesnar comes back. Boy. I hope he doesn't. I mean, honestly, I hope he doesn't. Cause all that dude really does is hurt other dudes. Wow. We are so opposite. I like it. Cause I think Lesnar is the only guy in the last five to seven years that they've actually built up to be a monster and made you feel like he was a monster. Now, they've done it with groups with the Shield and whatnot, and I think they're doing a slow and a good job with Roman Reigns now, but any other talent, whether they were already established or not, Brock Lesnar was never was always billed as the next big thing, but was never billed as a beast. If you watch him during the, I guess, the later end of the Attitude Era, during the Aggression Era, he was getting his butt kicked in a lot of matches. He wasn't the most dominant wrestler that they built him up to be over the last five to seven or so years now. So, yes, D-Mac. Segways right into, but there was always the number one dog, the Undertaker, that you could never surpass until now. So does him announcing his retirement allow for the top of the mountain to be popped open volcanically that it hasn't been in 30 years? Because I don't care what you say. Vince McMahon, as much as you push him, would never push beyond the taker. And and Lester was as close and, you know, just a couple people, but you understand. So that's the whole thing with your next question about the Undertakers. I'm going to beat you to it because that's where I'm at tonight is because I think it might be. You, now, you're never going to – he's under contract. And it's Vince McMoney and it's money, so you never say never. But. I think that there's a uh, with all this stuff with the nostalgia and everything, you're gonna see it him opening up more as Mark uh, Calloway or is it Calloway? Yeah, Call right as him that we've never seen for 30 years gives him an angle, but it also too who's the next monster? Is he here well, yet? Okay. Is, he is it gonna be the Fiend? Because I don't think the Fiend can do it. But are they? Is that a reason why they might have done this uh, farewell? I mean, that was the thing that kind of bummed me out. They didn't use this opportunity for the fiend. Like, okay. if you really want to pass the torch, then use it accordingly. Like, pass that fucking torch, man. No, it's I like, why is he not on this show? Why is he not on the show? Why okay. are we talking about Brock Lesnar? I don't want to talk about Brock Lesnar. I'm just, that's a side I want note. to talk about Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah, I want to uh, fucking, you know, Brock Lesnar, look it, I saw him attempt, I was at that WrestleMania, two rows in, in Seattle, when he tried to, attempted the, the five-star. Oh, he and almost killed himself. Freaking neck. And I, I literally legit went, I was with my buddy, the Birdman, I'm like, that dude's dead. And like, understand that his neck, you know, because it was in that shape, any other man would have been, you know, probably carted off and never seen again. So, you know, he's had my moments of respect. But Bray Wyatt is the future, is the undertaker of uh, of our now. He's I could not agree more. 
Dennis, I don't care what you're saying. Are you? You're, you're, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm thinking. Well, you're you're giving these emotions or whatever, like the negative no, stuff. I don't like negative vibes. I'm I like Bray Wyatt. Totally different style than the Taker, and the Taker is the Taker. And I remember him, Mean Mark Callis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it's great. And he did his job, and and he's wonderful. And I wear his T-shirt, and I love that dude. Okay, that that I remember. You know. Anyways. My point is, it's why not put, some, I mean, this is the thing that fucking bothered me. Okay, so we're going to bring all these legends out into the ring. For what purpose? What was the purpose of that? Okay, so hang on, time out. I have to get into our the last thing, The Undertaker and um, his farewell, because I was driving down, uh, I was driving somewhere, and I probably shouldn't be doing this and probably shouldn't even say this, but I was watching the recap. <laughs> or not the recap, but I was watching the undertaker farewell. Um, and I got chills. I got goosebumps. The only part that I paid attention to really was when the undertaker came out. And I thought it was really cool that they announced all these guys that are coming out and that. And then, so I texted in our group text. I said, you know, I got goosebumps or I got chills. I can't remember what I said because that was so cool. And Dennis says, really? It did nothing for me. And so I fire back at him and et cetera, et cetera. I can admit when I'm wrong and I'm wrong a lot, but, but you the don't admit past that 24 much. hours, I have been thinking about this in the whole, from the start to the finish. And he's right. Dennis is right. I now when I say this, I loved when they had the taker and Paul bear. I loved it. I loved that part. But why would you have, like Lars said, all of these? I mean, okay, obviously they're his friends. Get it? But why would you not have them at least stand around the ring, or because you couldn't do the Paul Bear and you couldn't have the, you couldn't do that. I'm assuming with, but I mean, even they left. Now comes Vince and right. Dennis. Another great point because Vince looked bad, and Dennis shot me a text like, "Dude, 75. He looks great now." That he said that. So, Lars, I had to interrupt you, and I apologize because that was our group text message, and you're right. I still loved the part that it was, like, real short. Undertaker's going to rest in peace. Did the throat thing. Paul Bear. I love that part. But the other stuff, Dennis is right. Didn't get it other than Vince wanted to get off and do his Undertaker announcement by himself again. That's all I got out of it. Vince, look at me, you know, or, or unless there was a COVID reason or something like that, but that's a Vince look at me moment. And, and he, he heard it. I mean, that's 30 years with the guy, but that's what, it, to me, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, like, um, I think it, I, I kind of wish there was a crowd there, obviously, because I think it would have been, been more emotional for me. Um, because, you know, I have watched that guy's career and as we all have, I mean, 30 years is a long freaking time and not talking about the other years that he was before the undertaker. So he, he'd been doing it for a long time, you know, and much respect there. I'm happy that, you know, a little bit that now he's sort of kind of going away because like you said, now that volcano DMAC is, you know, who's going to, who's going to rise out of the fucking you know, the ashes and become the number one, that dude again. Right. Um, I, and that gets me back to, to, 
I, I mean, does anybody, did anybody understand the point of bringing those people out to, and not say anything? What was it? What was it? What was the point there? Just help me understand. First of all, I mean, the Godwin, Salvio Vega. I mean, one of these things don't belong when you have Ric Flair and Shane McMahon in the ring. If, Where was Mark Henry? If I was booking this thing, what I would have done was have just the Undertaker and, and maybe the and McMahon in the ring, everybody else on the outside. I would have brought all the current wrestlers out for a crowd atmosphere around the ring, not in the ring. You give him that spotlight. When you have all these guys kind of hanging out on the inside of the ropes around the under, it didn't feel genuine. It felt like they were like, hey, Godwin, say Savia Vega, why don't you come get some airtime real quick? And I watched it again, and um, go off the top of the head, I'm, uh, I mean, we see Kane coming out in, in his full gear, by uh, the way. I don't know if I like them coming out in their costumes, and then Hardy coming out with his face painted. Like, everybody else is in a suit. So, Dennis, when you said that, I went back and I watched it again. I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of things wrong with this. It didn't feel genuine. It felt, you know what it almost felt like? And Lars, you kind of said it. It almost felt like they were setting up a passing of the tor torch moment where you had to kind of remember the fake Mark Henry retirement and then he body slams uh, John Cena. Anytime you have someone coming out to retire, it all felt like a setup. And that's kind of what it felt like was, all right, uh, they they have a reason for Ric Flair coming out or something, and boom, out comes somebody else to ruin it. And I just kind of kept waiting for something to happen, and it never quite happened. And then, I, you know, for me, my biggest criticism on The Undertaker is he's retired 900 times. What? The, how am I supposed to be emotionally invested when, what was it, three WrestleManias ago, they had that touching moment. I mean, the perfect moment where he left his ring gear in the middle of the ring, and he walked away, all folded with the spotlight on it. You touched it, made you give you the feels. And now I'm I'm supposed to kind of be re-emotionally invested into this to sham? that point, Dennis, though, I'll tell you what, what I could see through all the fog, smoke, and darkness is he looked in better shape now than he did two years ago. I don't know. I mean, if you go back and watch that last ride series – all it is is a, a four or seven part series of excuses on why he sucked for so long. If, if did anybody watch that? Yeah. <laughs> In retrospect, yeah, I, yeah but think it, about it. It's, yeah, well, <laughs> it, it was the it was the Undertaker excuse tour 2019. If you go back and watch it, it, was it was so dumb. Like I didn't put the work in. That's why I suck. Well, then what are you doing? I'm supposed to feel bad for a guy that didn't put the work in and he's, you know, supposed to be made of, well, you know, if I was in better shape, that match would have looked great. And I owe Roman Reigns an apology. You owe all of us an apology, buddy. You mailed it in. And now I'm supposed to look at you like a legend. Come on. So how guys. do you really feel though? Sorry, guys. Well, what's funny is Dennis did make another funny yesterday. It was who's going to retire more, yeah. Brett Favre or the Undertaker? <laughs> I, I, I'm done with my Undertaker rant. Uh, anybody else have anything else on the Undertaker in, in this thing that they want to chip in on? You know, I, the, I, like one of my favorites is 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 hopefully finally gone. You know, that he'll just he'll it'll be that and like and I wanted to to emphasize what Dmax said. It's like who's coming up next? Who? 
I want, I want to, I want to know. I think it should have been the, I should, I really honestly think it would have been rad if the fiend came out or something happened where Undertaker was like, you're the new scary dude, however it was, or, you know, just kind of say, here you go, you know, or give him his hat or something. Any, his Come out of the bottom of the ring. I mean, the fiend, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, here's the trench coat. Here's the tools. Here's the urn, whatever. I don't know. Add to that character or, you know, or, or whatever, or make a new guy. I don't know, but it's, it just, it seemed like they could have done so much more. And honestly, I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit bummed on these, on these um, undertaker inside behind the scenes kind of things. It kind of ruined a lot for me, honestly, as much as I wanted to know about them, as I started watching, I realized I didn't really want to know that about them. <laughs> Makes know? sense. No, it, well, that's but but that's the problem. Or that I mean, that's the chance you take and get behind the scenes. How far do you want to get behind? Like, like I'm, like I know a couple, you know, buddies at the Undertaker's the end all be all. I, I always liked the Undertaker, but he wasn't my cat's pajamas. Whereas you know, Stone Cold, I love what you know. The, there's the opposite. The more he's involved with, and you see it, it's just like you know what I'm saying. That's one of the guys. You like to see what's going on and, and yeah. know what's going on. I, I totally get what you're saying, Lars. All right. That's the, you know, the, the chance you take, I guess. Two questions yeah. to wrap up this podcast, and hopefully we'll see Lars again on this show. Yes, two, you will. Two questions. First question for everybody. Who is the new WrestleMania attraction legend-wise for the WWE going forward now that The Undertaker's gone? Is there one? Is this is, is that the last of? Because I kind of think it's Triple H, but the Miz. <laughs> no, I gotta I gotta believe that they're building it up for it to be Roman Reigns and whatever else. But you never know. Maybe it is the Fiend for that. Hopefully, if we're lucky, there's some big there's some big reveal. You're gonna do. My- something else going on with him because i mean i'm leaning towards orton well, or those are not bad guys and now who's the new face of the wwe for me it's yeah. got to be the fiend but the he's the heel and mac see but mcintyre is being set up as the baby face right <sighs> like who's but who because because reigns is more of a heel orton's a heel the fiend's more of a you know, the mankind, you love him, but, you know, okay, he's scary, he's a bad guy. Like, who's the baby face? Like, tell me who's the, who's the, you know, maybe Keith Lee could be, maybe, like, I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's, do you understand? It's like, who is it? There's more heels than baby face. <laughs> Here, yeah, not, he, yeah. Here, not, here, here. Here's the thing. I mean, honestly, I think the fiend should be the face. The Undertaker was an evil dead man, whatever. And yeah, I was sort of like the first anti-hero in a, in a lot of ways. You know, Stone Cold obviously made a career by being that. And but honestly, like the fiend, I think, is going to put asses in seats. And it's only logical. The TV, little TV show, Mr. Rogers thing that he does. Firehouse, fireplace, Firehouse, yeah. yeah. Yes. Is is all only just another uh, aspect of his his character, yeah. of his personality. It's it's genius, I think. Yeah. It's I do fun. too. And and then he can go into the ring and he can do it. 
One of my all-time favorites, and this is when I'm older and then retired, is CM Punk. And I say that, and I know Lars is friends with him, but talk about a person who could, and I, and I saw him live here at the Sprint Center in Kansas City, that could put on an absolute show. I'm not saying, and you, Lars, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, hey, but no. CM Punk was one of my, I got a white sleeve for the kids. The kids were all CM Punk and this and that. And if CM Punk somehow comes back, I'm telling you what, WWE will take off more. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Than it has in the last 10, 15 years. I do agree with you. And, um, and I think that that his, his mind and, and what he can do and how much he, he could help that whole locker room, that whole situation, I think would, would be insurmountable. I don't think there's really a price tag on that. You know, um, if, I would, if I was Vince, I would do everything I possibly could to get a talent like him back because he can be the face of your company and he, and he will run the locker room and he will, he will bestow all of the knowledge that he has upon all the others. And I think you would have a better product as an end result. Um, you know, I, I, I just think that, that there's really no, I mean, the fiend is like Jake, the snake Roberts undertaker and uh, every bad guy that I've ever loved wrapped into one. That's the way I kind of see him, you know, but I don't see Drew McIntyre as a Dusty Rhodes, um, a Stone Cold or a Hulk Hogan. I just don't see. Oh, shot here. Here's the here's the thing. And Lars, I know you'll you'll agree with me 100 percent when I say this. This WWE that we're watching almost feels like that time period just after the Attitude Era where everybody we loved retired and they were transitioning. They didn't quite build anybody else up. And it just felt like I can miss a month of wrestling and it won't matter. And mm. that's kind of how this WWE feels like we're in some sort of transition. We're between two different eras. You know, that there was a there was a short time period between the attitude error and the ruthless aggression period, and it sucked. It was not good. They did not have any stars built up. And whoever they tried to build or bring in got hurt or left quickly, and it just didn't seem to work. And that's kind of what I feel like the WWE right now I'm watching is we're in some sort of transition. And not because of COVID, but with the writing woes that they had what early 2018 to now and the transition and the lack of meaningful storylines. I just feel like I'm waiting for somebody to pop up and take those golden reins that we keep hearing about. And, and either they're not letting them or no one is. So um, I, be I believe it's this. more, of, I believe it's more of a Vince control thing. It always is to the answer your thing. I'd be more interested in what CM Punk's relationship is with Triple H. And as Triple H more takes the helm, yeah. you'll see more of an NXT approach, which I think is more that he realizes, but he also realizes his hands are tied. I got a better relationship with Lars than CM Punk does with Triple H. Okay, well, <laughs> so D-Mac, you said McIntyre, right? As far as the face, and Lars said The Fiend. Am I correct, D-Mac? I said because he, he's a baby face. Right. But I didn't say he's the face. I agree more with Lars is that he doesn't have that next that like Orton has that thing. But I think that like he needs that next thing. Like you said, uh, that yeah. the Hulkster had or like Dusty had 
I like him a lot as as the baby face, but I like what Lars said as far as because theatrically, and you can't reproduce Bray Wyatt's fiend or or the way that he transitions. It's sort of like the mankind esque, but it's still evolved tenfold from Socko to fucking friendly frog who just got murdered. You know, if you watched the other day, so but it's I, I, it's, I take it's, my Orton back and I go with CM Punk. To, and that's probably not going to happen. That was Never your won. original. Dennis, I thought. My whole point is, Dennis, who do you think should be yeah. the face? Well, why don't you, Jay, why don't you talk about who's there? Like, and then I'm we'll just talking about like turning WWE around and having that, that excitement that I we all used to. Oh, dude, then, then let Jericho come back. I, oh, I, I love Jericho. As we, as we wrap this up, my, my opinion is he's not on the main roster. I think the face of the WWE is somewhere in NXT. I I hate to say it, I'm not a huge fan of his. I think it's Adam Cole. Who? That's my whole point. Most people in the WWE are not going to know who Adam Cole is. But if you're I, just I, locked in on one, not part, all of them. See, I let, see like see uh, Champo is a fucking villain extraordinary. He just looks like a badass. You know, but we're all guns. nerds. We're all nerds. I understand, I but they next, don't get the push. I think it's who an NXT guy. I think whoever, right now the next face of WWE is sitting in NXT right now. It could be Gargano. It, it, there's a handful. If You know what? I hate to say it like this, but if, if he didn't get in trouble, it should be Velveteen Dream. That guy. 100% freaking percent because that is the superstar Billy Graham times 10 yes and he brings so much oh my god if if i was writing it would be shaft plus superstar billy graham macho man macho man it would be all of those of the the coolest dudes you know and you know who i'd have them beefing with who hurt business i like it yeah but he's in trouble. And that's fine. But Lars, the Hurt Business is going to take WWE to the next level? No, no. But they won't let him. With the right riding Velveteen Dream, you, because he's like that Ric Flair. He's that everything. And it just and just and he has that ability. He sells like nobody. I mean, that kid takes bumps and sells so good. It's it's his facial. Uh, expressions, everything. I mean, just got to stay out of trouble. Seth Rollins is taking a little bit of time off. The he had his time and like the, for a while now he's gonna kid come. All right, See, Funk is the one who is yeah. going to turn All this whole right. thing around. He's the only one that can turn this whole thing around. I disagree, but this is a this is for the next podcast. I like this argument. This is something we should table and come back to later. Let's wrap this up. Thanksgiving. Listen, guys, thank you so much. Hopefully you're listening to us on your trip to grandma, grandpa's, wherever you're going. Enjoy Turkey. Be safe. Lars, where can people find you? Where can people find Rancid? Well, on the inter- on the interwebs. Oh. Um, you know, but no, uh, you know, uh, you can find me if you, you can find me if you look hard enough. How's that? Mm-hmm. DMAC, uh, what you promoting this uh, week? Anything with a blue check marks, me on Instagram, Facebook, also Darren McCarty brand. The uh, CBD roll-on's coming out, and uh, 
what else do I got? Yeah. Oh, Pally Box Coffee Company. That's the next thing. I saw that. That was slapping my face right there, D-Mac, because I don't have a check mark yet. <laughs> and, well, and- you know what? I told you I'd help me help you with that, Jay. I got people. Wait, wait, let's start with this. Jason, do you even know your Twitter handle? No. See? <laughs> See? Jason, well, you know what I do? I Jason B. Kendall. It's wrong. It isn't that. It's Jason D. Kendall 18. Ah, yeah. Well. Uh, you don't ask him his password. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> All right, guys. It's uh, wrestling with this week, Survivor Series 2020. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for going on this amazing journey, Lars. Thank you for hanging. Hopefully, we'll see you again. I don't. Well, know. Will you come back next week? Maybe. I I could with the prices right. Dmac better send TBD. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> As long as Kendall Kendall remembers his Twitter handle and and D Max, uh, I'm gonna write it down right now. <laughs> hey, happy Thanksgiving, you guys and everybody happy out there. Guys. 